Uh, brother BNX and Young Connie down. I said I'm finna go live. Brother BNX and Young Connie down. I'm finna go live. Put my nine to five. Finna go home, boys. Finna be a vibe. Finna be a vibe. Vibe. They say take a leave, so I went to the dive. I'm finna go live. Put my nine to five. Finna go home, boys. Finna be a vibe. Finna be a vibe. Vibe. They say take a leave, so I went to the dive. Dive to do for self on my own. Bossed up, got a car and a home, and I did it on my phone. I'ma show you how to get it strong. Get the bag, and it don't take long. And you don't need a loan. You don't need a boss or a master. Get the right team, and it's faster. This a new chapter. Gotta learn the business in the game. Every day, new money, new change. Adapt to the lane. It ain't about the bread, but the brain. Work hard, play hard, new fame. No more chains. No more chains. No more chains. Put my nine to five, finna go home, boys, finna be a vibe, finna be a vibe, vibe. They say take a leave, so I went to the dive. I'm finna go live, put my nine to five, finna go home, boys, finna be a vibe, finna be a vibe, vibe. They say take a leave, so I went to the dive. I'm finna go live on IG, sorry, but a nine to five is not me. I'ma do what's up until I D I E. You already know the vibe when I speak, do not sleep, cause. 20 months made 91k What you doing 40 hours I can do in one day With digital real estate that I own All I need is Wi-Fi and my phone Get into it, pursue it, i show you how to do it You got a gift inside you but you never knew it Let me put you in the game, I've been a coach Everything I do is dope, man, I'm finna go live Put my 9 to 5, finna go home, boys, finna be a vibe Finna be a vibe, vibe They say take a leave, so I went to the dive my nine to five, finna go home, boys, finna be a vibe, finna be a vibe, vibe, they say take a leap, so I went to the dive, went to the, brother BNX and young time to die, brother BNX and young time to die, assalamu alaikum family, let me know if you guys can hear me and see me. And make sure that you please share this out with your friends and your family. Before we get started, all before we get started, share this out with your friends and your family. I'm already seeing the comments saying, man, I need this one. Oh, Brother Winford said, I'm on deck for this one. So uh, maybe other people are dealing with, with, with critique. Maybe other people are dealing with how to handle the critics. So this is gonna be a good one. I'm looking for. Okay, I see Sister Randy showing that. Okay, Sister Randy showing that. Okay, 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 okay. All right. <clears throat> so we're gonna start off. We're gonna start off in prayer. In the name of Allah, the beneficent and merciful. Surely I'm being turned unto thee, striving to be upright to him who originated the heavens and the earth. And I'm not among the polytheists. Surely my prayer, my sacrifice, my life, and my death are all for Allah, the lowest of the worlds. No associate has seed this sound commanded, and I'm of those who submit. Oh, Allah, thou art the king, there is no God but thee, thou art my Lord, and I'm thy servant. I've been unjust to myself, and I confess my faults. So please grant me protection against all my faults, for none grants protection against faults but thee. And guide me into the best of morals, for none can guide me into the best of morals but thee. And turn away from me the evil and the indecent morals. 
for nothing yeah. turn away from me to eat yeah, with the Ishmaels. But the and all I bless Muhammad and bless the true fathers of Muhammad. Is how they bless Abraham and the true fathers of Abraham. For surely they are praiseworthy, magnified. And all Allah make Muhammad successful. And make the true fathers of Muhammad successful. Is how they make Abraham and the true fathers of Abraham successful. For surely they are praiseworthy, magnified. I mean. All right. All we in for a treat this morning. All we in for a treat this morning. Okay, there goes Sister Alexia. And then let me see if Brother Wesley is here. Okay, Brother Wesley not here yet. All right, so we're going to open up with the words, written words of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And then we're going to hear from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan on handling all the critics. Because as we grow, you're going to have critics now. Oh, that's you. Ain't no way around that right there. I, I was listening to a song. I'm not going to say the cuss word, but he said, uh, who the blank is you, man? Even Jesus had a Judas. So you know if you ain't the Messiah, godly, you sure shouldn't be expecting nobody to hate you. But then again, he said you measure a man by his enemies. So if you do not have any enemies, maybe we got to check who we follow because it says, hey, man, you're going to be hated for my name's sake. You're going to be persecuted. You're going to be lied on. So if you're following in his path, Maybe you should have a few enemies, right? But we're going to deal with how to handle it. And hopefully, if you are already going through it, the words that we share today, hopefully, will comfort your soul, okay? So we're going to start off with the final call. What now? We're going to start off with study guide, study guide number three, overcoming difficulty. Check this part out. This should be good for. Here's the facts. Allah has said in the Holy Quran, that he has created man and woman to face difficulty. It is a general law of nature that as night follows day, likewise, ease follows difficulty. Both the Bible and Holy Quran teaches that struggle is ordained for man by Allah God. Now, I don't even want to I don't even want to assume that we that we even know what ordained mean. We could put together the context clues, right? But let's look at what it mean. Look, ordained. Let me see what that means. Ordained. Now, we know there's a, you know, let me see. Not ordained like ordained minister, right? Let's see if we can find, a, see if we can find a, uh, a good, a good uh, definition. Ordained. To establish or order by appointment, decree or law. Wow. Damn near. It's law that we're going to struggle. So the minister I heard said, hey, man, if you didn't want to struggle, you might as well not have been born. I said, wow. Yeah. You're going to have some struggle in there. So let's continue. Okay. So we, we see that we face. Then the minister says, if Allah God has created man to face difficulty, then a difficulty factor is present that intensifies as man moves closer to the goal. Ooh, read that sentence again. I needed that one there in my spirit. If Allah God has created man to face difficulty, 
then a difficulty factor is present that intensifies. That means it get more hotter. That may not be a word, but y'all know what I'm saying. It get, it get more hot, right? It increases, intensifies as man moves closer to the goal. The difficulty factor is attached to everything of value. Is your life valuable? Was there a difficulty factor attached to our coming into existence? What was it? Does the earth contain valuable resources? Name some of them. Knowing what is in the earth is one thing. Is there a difficulty factor attached to getting the resources out of the earth? What is it? Is marriage the desire to unite to unite valuable? Is there a difficulty factor attached to marriage? What is it? See, so he's now there, the, the questions is being asked or uh, asked to get us to think. Now, we're going to scroll down to this part right here. I'm going to scroll down to this part right here <clears throat> where it says. Uh, this is a question. Have you ever faced a difficulty and then turn away from it? Because we're, we're taught that you don't to, to get to the ease. Right. Because after difficulty comes ease, we don't get to it by ducking it. We get to it by facing it. Facing the difficulty is what brings about the actual ease. So check this part out. The Holy Quran teaches us that Allah does not desire hardship for us. This is Surah 2, 185. Further, it is his, it is his desire to please us. Surah 93 and 5. Even so, we can find no life form that came into existence without a struggle. Whether it is the lowest form of insect or man himself. We see that overcoming adversity is a, is a necessary part of life since life cannot come into being without it. We must struggle in order to obtain our ultimate goal. Our ultimate goal is to meet what Allah God. Difficulty is an essential factor in the journey from being a speck of dust to being one with Allah God. All right, this is the last piece we're going to read out, out of this. We know struggle must take place by understanding what struggle causes us to do. Then he goes into review self-improvement, page three, paragraph five. Without struggle, you cannot bring out of yourself that which God has deposited within you. It is something that has to be brought out. And it is a struggle becoming difficulties, overcoming difficulties that manifest your own gifts and your own sublime qualities. Now, we're going to mix in because I heard the minister say uh, T.D. Jakes was one of those great, great preachers. Y'all heard the minister say that. Y'all know we don't religious gang bang around here. Y'all know that, right? If you don't know, now you know, brother. <laughs> Y'all thought I was going to say nigga, didn't you? Uh-huh. Okay, let me share this. Let me share this from Brother T.D., Brother T.D. Jakes. Now, this is going to go right in line with what the minister just said. Now, watch this. I'm going to read it again. Watch this. This is this. We got to think about this. We know struggle must take place by understanding what struggle causes us to do. So not not struggle as in, well, I'm struggling and then woe is me. We got to think about what is this causing me to do? What is this bringing out of me? 
because there's certain things that was brought out of me only by the difficulty that Allah either permitted or it was his act of will for it to take place. So listen to this by my brother T.D. Jakes. Check this part out. Boom. Preparation. Everything that David had gone through had prepared him for this moment. Nothing that he suffered was wasted. He had gone through a lot to get to where he is at this moment. He is very much disliked in the family, black sheep of the family. His brothers even derailed him even when he was bringing them lunch. Sometimes, no matter what you do to help people, they still got an attitude. Here I am, got off my job, ran down here to bring you lunch, and you still got an attitude talking about me, calling me a vile fellow, when in fact, I'm trying to help you. Sometimes the people who you are trying to help hurt you the worst. He had to go through that. But all of that was preparation for this moment, because it was with dealing with the bear and the lion that gave him the skill set to kill the giant. So a lot of times you ask God to save you from something that he's training you with. Say, he gave me the Holy Ghost with that one. Sometimes we are asking God to save us from that which he is training us with. Say, we say, man, the bear and the lion was preparing him for the giant. What you going through and what we going through right now may be preparing us for the giant. And if you stop now, if you let what you're dealing with now break you, you are showing. See, a lot knows, but the, the, uh, the, the God in you needs to know that you ain't prepared and ready for that next level. If you let this right here break you because you boy up there with that type of success. If God favors you, if God has his hand and his eyes on you, then you don't think Satan and his minions has his eyes on you too? So if you favored by the God, if you striving to be upright, if you striving to do his will, then Satan is put the same way you the MVP on God's list. Oh, Satan got you as the MVP on his list. So he's looking and seeing where he can come walking. Oh, two up. Oh, he, he walking up on you before you behind you left, right. He's going to strive to make all of them deviate is what it says. He says, respite me in the Quran, respite me until the day that they are raised. In other words, he's asking the God to delay my doom. Until they raise. So if, if he wants to continue to delay his doom, he sure don't want us to be raised. So if you're doing that type of work and you succeeding in that, you better expect that he's looking at you too. But hold on, we not through. I just want to throw look, throw brother TD Jakes in there. Oh man, wasn't that good? You asking God to save you from what he's using to train you. Then look at this part where he followed up with it. It changes the trajectory of your life, but it also can be the catalyst that makes you succeed because you got something to prove. <laughs> there, there are the tests behind him that brought him to this moment. Every one of those tests were steps of a good man 
ordered by the Lord to bring him down to Goliath. Goliath was the usher. Boy, Goliath gave David a platform to show what his trials had taught him. Thank you, Goliath. Thank you for roaring at me. Thank you for coming at me with your shields and your swords and trying to destroy me because you put my talents on display. I have no bitterness in my heart against my Goliaths because they made me who I am. Mm, 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 mm. Okay, y'all ready for part two? Watch this now. Now this right here from the minister should give you a little comfort now. Watch this. <clears throat> he said, Allah God has ordained opposition for his prophets, messengers, and servants in the establishment of divine revelation. Y'all heard, heard that? See, so because you have a critic or because you have opposition in your life, whatever you're doing, that's not always a bad thing. Read this again. Allah God has ordained, remember that's law, has ordained opposition. That means everybody not going to like you. That means everybody not going to be with you. That means everybody not going to agree with you. See, so if that's what you're doing this for to get everybody to agree, you starting off wrong. You done already lost the game because that ain't going to happen. So Allah, God has ordained opposition for his prophets, messengers and servants in the establishment of divine revelation. Although Allah, God has allowed his prophets to suffer. Uh oh, look, got look. We, you, you heard what suffer. You, we heard of the word suffer growing up. But now let's clear the word. Now I don't learn. I don't learn how to clear words. Now, I told you. I yeah. Here we go. Suffer, experience, or be subjected to something bad or unpleasant. That, that look at this one. Let's give you another one. To submit to or be forced to endure. Golly, look at that. To put up with, especially as inevitable or unavoidable. Let me get, let me find another one. Here it is. Here go another one. To experience, well, no, that, I don't want to use that, that one, no good one. Here it is. Here go another one. To undergo or feel pain or distress, to sustain in injury, disadvantage, or loss, to undergo, be subjected to, or endure pain, distress, injury, loss, or anything thing unpleasant. Now let's read that again. Now that we got the definition. Okay. It never was the intention of Allah God that the wicked. Hold on now. That ain't what I said. Although Allah God has allowed his prophets to suffer at the hands of the wicked, it never was the intention of Allah God that the wicked would win in their struggle against him and his messengers, particularly, particularly the last one, Muhammad. Prophet Muhammad of Arabia was the last great sign of the total victory of Islam, truth over all opposition. In this day and time, opposition to the establishment of Islam 
will be totally and completely destroyed for this is the time of the presence of the great Makdi and his Messiah. So I want to start off before we even listen to the minister. I want to start off with those words so that we can have that uh, as a base for any opposition, critics, X, Y, and Z that you may have. Okay, now let's get to the words of the minister uh, as he talks about self-reflection and really the benefit in how to handle critics. Check it out. You have suggested in many interviews and many, you know, we've heard you say that people are misunderstanding you, misinterpret what you say, pull it out of context. We always hear you um, correcting something that's been said. Well, I didn't say that. Um, is this a is this a frustration for you? Is this why is why do you think this happened? Um, well. There is in the dominant society mm -hmm. a fear of any black person who commands respect and influence over large numbers of black persons. Mm -hmm. And they, meaning the dominant community, do not have control even in a measure over that individual. Mm -hmm. And because of fear, mm -hmm. they see this person as a threat. Mm -hmm. And as a result of that fear, they sometimes and oftentimes intentionally misquote the person whom they fear so that they can create fear in the hearts of the target audience of that person and distrust in the target audience of that person so that perhaps out of the target audience of that person there might come sufficient opposition to that person to destroy the aim and purpose mm -hmm. of that person whom they fear. Mm -hmm. And so, as it is uh, in the life of the prophets and messengers of God and those who fight for the liberation of an oppressed people, they always have to make clear their own aim and purpose because the government uh, into, uh, into which they come and, among, and the people among whom they appear uh, are the target of vicious propaganda mm -hmm. against that person. So that person has to correct the lies and the distortions so that the people might see that person as he or she really is. And so I'm just one in a long line of, uh, of um, persons um, that have been misquoted and an evil veil thrown over good people so that their own people might disown them, reject them, despise them 
and ultimately stand idly by while the government or others assassinate their character or even assassinate them. Does it bother you? No, it, it's, it goes with the job. Mm. You know, you cannot accept any gift that God gives you that doesn't have an accompanying responsibility. And if I were in music, as I was, or in, in athletics, as I was, I cannot accept that gift without accepting the sacrifice that is necessary to perfect that gift that it might serve uh, the audience and serve the person who has been given the gift. So my gift is speech. That is my greatest gift, a spiritual uh, light that gives me understanding, a quick understanding of the divine word of God. And as I articulate that word and it frees an oppressed people, then I become a target. And part of that goes with advancing the word of God. And if we study the history of the prophets and sages and teachers, they have always suffered bitter opposition, but that only proves first the commitment of the individual to the message that he brings. Second, it proves if God is with that individual, then nothing of the opposition is able to uproot that individual or those who believe in and follow him. So it's all part of it, uh, the job. But never even, I think, you mentioned actors or singers. Uh, I think the greatest singers in the world sometimes, the criticism can hurt. And I think even the prophets had, you know, moments of, you know, how did they... Yeah, oh, of course, yeah. of course. Um, we we read what our critics write. Mm -hmm. We at first are very hurt by what they write, but after a while, like anything, mm -hmm. if I were a boxer, mm -hmm. in the gym you get hit, mm -hmm. and you get hit so that you can withstand the punishment that your opponent is going to give you mm -hmm. while you deal out your own. So whoever can withstand yeah. uh -huh. the greatest yeah. is becomes the victor. But wasn't this something that develops over time? Yes, that's right. Can you talk about any turning point when you learn to see that this is really... Oh, sure. As a young minister in the mosque, there was always a question and answer session where the people in the audience would challenge you on what you said. And I would notice, of course, my heart palpitating uh, with uh, fear and apprehension as to whether or not I would be able to handle the, um, the, the question. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the questioner was hostile, and sometimes they were just seeking mm -hmm. information. And luckily for me, I was confined at that time 
to the mosque. Where was this then? In, We're in Boston. In Boston. Mm -hmm. And um, then at a certain point, I came out of the mosque to do radio talk shows mm -hmm. where people would call in and attack your point of view. Mm -hmm. And I would have trepidation, uh, discomfort. And then even inside the mosque, when believers who in their, in my own inadequacy and in their desperately trying to tolerate me in my inadequacy would challenge me with criticisms. And I didn't take criticism so well in the early days uh, of my ministry. About what year are we talking about? What oh, we're talking about 56, uh -huh. 57, uh -huh. 58, uh -huh. 59, uh -huh. 60. But I had to grow mm -hmm. to understand that criticism is not always an enemy. Mm -hmm. And today, and this is very true, I listen to my critics. Mm -hmm. And I study their criticisms of me. Mm -hmm. And in some uh, instances, I learned to have greater respect for these men and women because they sincerely believe that I am this or I am that. And so I try to study the criticisms to see myself mm -hmm. from their eyes mm -hmm. and look at myself mm -hmm. through their eyes and see, am I mm -hmm. that person? Mm -hmm. And if I am, then they will help me mm -hmm. to purify. Can you cite a specific example of this? I mean, an instance where a criticism really helped you grow? Uh, you learned from All it? All criticism yeah. helps mm -hmm. me to grow. Yeah. Some of it is just vicious mm -hmm. and malicious. Mm -hmm. And when I sense that the person mm -hmm. is vicious and malicious, mm -hmm. well, I take the criticism, mm -hmm. but I see the motive mm -hmm. of the critic. Mm -hmm. I have a, a wonderful critic in Brother Haki Madhubuti. Mm -hmm in Brother Salim uh, Muwakil, mm -hmm. um, even in Clarence Page, mm -hmm. in even in Carl Rowan, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, Can you say something? That either one, I, I know Hakeem Abudi, Clarence Page, and, and uh, Carl Rowan. I don't know the other gentleman who you mentioned. But can well, you give Haki me one mm -hmm. raised mm -hmm. questions mm -hmm. um, that, that um, question my character. Mm -hmm. uh, can he really be trusted or mm -hmm. does he have some um, ulterior motives mm -hmm. in what he's saying and doing that is vain or personal mm -hmm. rather than in the best interest of the masses of our people? Is this in reference to something specific, some specific incident? I don't think it's no. in, uh, in mm -hmm. reference to a specific incident, but the point is that some of those close around me when we had our convention mm -hmm. in um, in Africa, we invited Haki mm -hmm. to come. When was this? Uh, in 1994. Mm -hmm. And some of those close to me did not want him to come because mm -hmm. he had written something critical mm -hmm. of me. And I said, I, and that's all the more reason why I want him to come. Mm -hmm. 
because I felt that he did not know me as well as he could mm -hmm. because we had not communicated mm -hmm. for years. Mm -hmm. And we had dinner in Ghana and uh, I told him that I loved him even more mm -hmm. because I knew that as long as there were men like Haki mm -hmm. who would critically appraise me and my work from an honest perspective mm -hmm. that I would always be able to correct myself should I be off course. Mm -hmm. And that's the value of mm -hmm. critical analysis mm -hmm. coming from persons who are sincere. Mm -hmm. And Haki is one of the more committed and sincere mm -hmm. men that we have among us. Do you ever feel there is a danger in going off course? Do you, oh, are you, of course. Yeah, uh -huh. There always mm -hmm. is a danger whenever you are praised by many mm -hmm. and loved by many. Mm -hmm. There is the tendency to become arrogant. Mm -hmm. There is the tendency to begin to think more of yourself mm -hmm. than you should. Mm -hmm. And so one always mm -hmm. has to be pricked with the thorns of one's own shortcomings mm -hmm. that we do not wish for people to worship us because we are but a passing thing mm -hmm. and we are not God and we are far from perfect. So we want to point the people to the perfect being mm -hmm. and not necessarily to ourselves. But those kinds of spiritual uh, safety nets, so to speak, mm -hmm. comes with time. Mm -hmm. Have you ever seen yourself arrogant? Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. I remember once um, during the time of the, the fall of the nation of Islam, mm -hmm. and I was in a... You're talking about now? 1976, uh -huh. 75, uh -huh. 76, uh -huh. 77, before I thought to rebuild the work of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. I happened to be in my home uh, here in Chicago, mm -hmm. and my son was playing one of my tapes from an earlier speech in the mosque when I was the minister mm -hmm. in New York. And as I heard my words, I shouted up to my son, and to be very honest, I said, turn that nigga off. He's just too damn arrogant. Mm. And, you know, one does not see oneself. Mm -hmm. It says the eye beholds everything mm -hmm. except itself. Mm -hmm. And so sometime during that period, mm -hmm. when Elijah Muhammad was not here, mm -hmm. and I was not in this great position that I was in in New York, and I was down. Mm -hmm. At that time, God allowed me to see myself and to learn the value of humility. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when I heard myself mm -hmm. and saw myself, mm -hmm. I knew then that part of my preaching was for God, and part of it was vanity. Mm -hmm. And either I was going to be all for God mm -hmm. or all for vanity. Mm -hmm. And one has to purify oneself 
from these kinds of traits or characteristics in order to really be effective in transforming human life. Mm -hmm. And your own life mm -hmm. has to be the example of that. And one can't do that if we are not brutally mm -hmm. honest mm -hmm. with ourselves. Mm -hmm. This period that you're talking about, you said it was, you were listening, it was around in the, in the 70s when the nation of Islam was falling apart, and you were listening to the speech that you made that was around the same period. No, no, it was, it was earlier okay. when Elijah Muhammad was here, oh, I see. and the nation was in full bloom, okay. and I you was the premier minister oh, in I, New York, okay. and, okay. you know, uh -huh. and commanded tens of thousands of people, uh -huh. but I didn't see myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you feel your, do you see arrogance now? No. Do you ever, yeah. No. Mm -hmm. I see the passion mm -hmm. for the truth, mm -hmm. and I see the passion for the liberation of our people, mm -hmm. but I know my mm -hmm. own Mm -hmm. limitations mm -hmm. and I know that it is not I but it is God mm -hmm. and I must lean on him and trust in him mm -hmm. and uh, um, completely mm -hmm. surrender to him in order to get through mm -hmm. the difficulty that the word that mm -hmm. I speak mm -hmm. has put me in. Mm -hmm. Wow my goodness yeah, that was a word there, y'all. So pressing number one, if you have something that you would like to share on that, man. Woo! 16 minutes, but full, full, full of gems. So pressing number one, if you would like to share something that stood out to you from that message from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Okay, let's go to Sister Randisha. What stood out for you? Yes, sir. I sound like I do apologize for being able to come off camera this morning, but a few things that stood out to me was um, the minister saying that, you know, the test, I mean, when T when you listen to T.D. Jakes, it says the test, steps of a good man ordered by the Lord, right? And the minister said that um, struggle is ordained, and this is coming from self-improvement, the basis for um, community development. But the Quran teaches that after difficulty comes ease. God gives you difficulty, then he gives you ease. It is like a blacksmith, if you will, who is shaping a piece of steel. He puts it in the fire, then he beats it and he cools it. This is the way God forges men and women of character. He does not forge you into great men and women without the fire, the warrior, water, and the beating. These are the difficulties of life. We must face them. We must overcome them. All praises due to Allah. And then the minister says <clears throat> how to handle critics when they come. He said, you know, vicious, they come with vicious propaganda. And, you know, you have to correct the lies. But he said that he's been misquoted. And when the interviewer asks, does it bother you? He put, no, it goes with the job. But I also looked up a few quotes from a um, few of the ministers. Jamal Bryan says, don't take criticism from someone you wouldn't take advice from. And when um, Eric Thomas said, I do not take credit. I do not take constructive criticism from people who have never constructed anything. The minister also further stated that he listened to his critics and he studied them. I think that's an important part as to you know the study why 
You know, the critics say what they say, how they say what they say, why they say what they say. You know, where is the source? Where is the root? Where is the foundation of what they're saying? And then also, as I look at the Bible verses, it was 25 from King James Version about criticism. And one is judge not that you be judged. And the other one was James, Ephesians, Galatians, Timothy, Romans, Proverbs. But these um, Hebrews said, and let us consider one another to provoke unto love into good work. So those were just a few things that stuck out to me, as well as Proverbs, iron sharpened iron, so it may have sharpened the countenance of his friend. So those were just a few things that stuck out to me. As-salamu alaykum. Mm. Well, alaykum salam. Uh, w- one of the parts <clears throat> that stood out for me um, was when the minister says, um, well, I'm going to write, I'm, I'm going to say two things that stood out, then I'll come back to the rest. He says, if God is with that individual, then nothing of opposition will uproot that individual or those who follow him. So when 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 people are uprooted, but this is my interpretation. I don't know if this is what the minister meant. This is how I'm taking it. <clears throat> so I'm reading it again. If God is with that individual, then nothing of opposition will uproot that individual or those who follow him. Those who are uprooted by what someone says or by propaganda, X, Y, and Z, if they are uprooted, they was never with you anyway. In fact, I heard the minister say, if I lost you, I never had you. He was speaking about if people go off to other teachings, he said, if I lost you, I never had you. I don't mind you going and learning and being up under other teachers. If I lose you to them, I never had you. So don't be upset. Don't be too down over those who are uprooted because you just found out that they really wasn't with you anyway. Then he goes on to say, we are hurt by what they write. You know, so the minister said, oh, no. But then he went on as she was, you know, asking more. He said, we are hurt by what they write. But like a boxer, you get hit. So you can withstand the punishment that comes. Then you dish out your own and whoever withstands wins. So, yeah, when you oh yeah, it hurt. But the more it happens in your life, the more it it takes place. You, your body becomes numb to it. Your body adjusts to it. It, it, it. it now is able to take the pain and then you dishing out, you dishing out your own. And because you fight with those who fight with you and then whoever withstands is the one who wins. And of course, those with God will always win in the end, living or dead. But yeah, that's one of the parts. There's many things, but that's one of the parts that stood up, stood out for me. Because it's like the minister with the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. If you fell off, man, you wasn't with him anyway. You didn't have this word in you anyway. Like it should have been. Because when the flood is a flood of propaganda and and the earth swallowing up, that is the people swallowing up the propaganda. They're not going to fall for the propaganda, the flood. 
those who fall for it, hey, man, you wasn't with this really anyway. You wasn't as rooted as you thought you was anyway. And so he doesn't, uh, as somebody who I ain't going to mention, he says, I'm not bothered with you. (laughs) Oh, that's me laughing to myself. But uh, he said, I'm not bothered with you. Let's go to Brother Eric. Brother Eric, what stood out for you? Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. I have um, two things that kind of stood out. Uh, you took a lot of that, brother, when you were speaking. Uh, it says you cannot accept. The first one is you cannot accept any gift from Allah, kind of paraphrasing, without accepting the responsibility that comes with it. So much comes to mind. When uh, he said that, first of all, my wife comes to mind. <laughs> she's she's my gift. So it's a lot that comes with that, with my family and all the responsibility. And also another thing that came to mind was uh, the my job <clears throat> on the fire department. I get sick of us sometimes because we just, we're, we're a lot. But just like you quoted when it said, which is my second point, and it kind of comes all together. It says if you are a boxer, you get hit and you get hit to withstand the punches. So the things we go through on the job is not to hate our people. Because sometimes taking them punches, <laughs> man, make you hate the person throwing the punches. But really, they're not the person that throw the punches. But it's really for me to learn how to more accept what's going on. And I'm training how to deal with the next person better, mm. how to deal with myself, all of that. So it's it's really teaching me a lot. And this is so helpful for me because you can over time, after 27 years of this, it's like, man, I'm sick of, you know, now I sound like the enemy because I'm sick of, you know, right now they call in Memphis. They could try to get the, the folks to come down to our people, uh, the, the National Guard. Uh, and they want them to come down to Memphis to to start regulating. And the black pastors are calling for it. I'm like, man, come on. You know what's going to happen. I know we all are sick of it. got to be a better way. So instead of having that mindset, it just reminds me it's not to accept all those hits to turn around and boom, throw hits back. We just have to Take these hits, take these teachings, and learn how to accept them and get better. That's all I have to say. As-salamu alaykum. Love you guys. Yes, sir. Thank you, brother. Eric, brother Samuel. Yes, sir, brother Ben. As-salamu alaykum. Walaikum Yes, sir. The last thing you said came to mind uh, is how we look at the criticism, right? And the Bible says all things work for the good for them who love the Lord, right? I, I, I think of that African proverb that says uh, every morning in Africa, a lion wakes up. It knows it must run faster than the slowest antelope or it will stop. It doesn't matter whether the lion or the antelope. When the sun comes up, you better be running. So I always tell, I used to tell people like the antelope, the deer eat, the, the lion eating the antelope is good for the antelope and for the, for the, uh, the lion. He said, why? I said, because the lion gets a good meal. 
And the, the, the antelope uh, tribe or whatever, the, the, the lion is only going to eat the weak or the sick. So it's actually making them stronger. So I see that theme repeated in how you actually look at criticism. It's only something to make you stronger. It's only something to rub you and sharpen you. And so that stood out to me about the struggle being ordained. It's how you look at the struggle, right? And the minister is so humble today that he say he's so low, he's so humble that the arrows they throw at him really fly over him, right? <laughs> he he look at it as an, as an improvement thing. So that, that 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 stood out to me as well. And I think about my dad used to say about the media. He said, when I played football as a son, the media will make you. And then when they get tired of that, they'll turn around and break you, right? And I talked about Deion Sanders when he said, uh, uh, if you're going to accept the accolades from the media, be ready to accept their criticism because it's coming. And then last but not least, this came to mind. Uh, the minister said he listened to his critics and he studied their criticism. What kind of mind and spirit does that take? Of course, he looks at their motive, but yet and still, because of his humility, he studied their criticism. And the last thing that stood out to me when he told his son, uh, cut that uh, talking about his, when he was growing. That nigga is too arrogant, <laughs> right? Because he was in a humble place, right? So today he's learned to be more humble, right? And there's a quote my karate instructor used to tell me, he said, if you don't learn humility, you will learn humiliation, right? And so the minister just being humble like that, he's able to look at his critic in the proper context, and no matter what their intention is, he used it all for the good to make himself better and better. And I think we should do the same. Thank you. Assalamualaikum. Waalaikumsalam. Praise be to Allah. Another thing that stood out for me is the minister says, uh, <clears throat> one does not see oneself. The eye beholds everything except itself. So it's important to have genuine people around you who are who who are not yes men and yes women who who aren't just around you to be on your good side it's important to have people around you that are willing to say when you're wrong not out of uh and he used these words not out of being malicious right was another word that he used, not out of being vicious, but out of love. You can correct someone and, and help someone see themselves in the right spirit. It don't have to be malicious just because the person is wrong. It don't have to be vicious because the person is wrong. But see, you can tell the, 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 uh, the motive of the person and really the spirit of a person by how they present to you your wrong. So if you're if we're wise enough and mature enough, we can still grow even if they have malicious intent, even if they have bad intent. But it's good to have those who are willing to give you critique and give you um, correction with the right spirit. Um, so just be mindful of those who are, you know, around you and they don't call out the mistakes and they don't help you to improve again. It's not always to call out and say, Oh, look at you, nigga. I caught you. Oh, I, I knew you would. No, that ain't the type of um, thing that you want, but you do want somebody that can, you know, remind you, tap you on the shoulder, you know, because a reminder is good for the believer. Right. So that's something that stood out, uh, uh, stood out 
to, to me is that uh, one does not see oneself, the eye beholds everything except itself. So this is why self-improvement, the study guide is important. Because if we look at the questions, right, let's go back and look at some of the, well, I think I got off the page, but it asks, has there ever been a time where you, where you uh, ran away from difficulty? We don't be sitting here, you know, in our, in our life uh, asking ourselves, well, what is something that I ran away from? You know, unless you just on that level. So when you're, when you're asked to ask yourself that now you can self-reflect, see, because oftentimes I think one don't see oneself because one don't study oneself. You're not studying where your weaknesses are. You're just living life because life is constantly pulling on you. You constantly got a bill. You constantly got a responsibility. You got to respond to this. You got to do this. So you never really have time to sit down and say, okay, boom, analyze self now. What's my weaknesses? What do I need to get better at? How have I been responding? Right? So, that's why that Friday night study group is important. And reading them study guides is important. And we shouldn't take it lightly when you're in there for an hour, hour and a half. How powerful that is to our life to finally be able to stop work, stop parenting, stop being a husband and stop being a wife and stop being a mother. All those things is good. But then you got to look, go into a room and just look at self and say, man, now let me analyze me. Because when you're just going, you think everything is right. Oh, I, you think you just perfect sometimes. Then you get to analyze yourself and say, damn, boy, I said that. Damn, I responded like that. You should literally record ourselves and see how you respond sometimes. Damn, that was a little harsh, boy. Was I mad? You don't know unless you're in a constant state of analyzing, you know, yourself. So that's deep, man. And if we don't, and if we don't do that, just like a business, if you don't analyze it, if you're not looking at it, if you're not monitoring it, just like a baby, if you're not analyzing, if you're not monitoring it, it is spiral out of control. Um, so yeah, let's go to uh, Sister Dr. Kenyatta. All right, assalamualaikum. Uh, Brother Dan, I guess you were right in. You were, you were right in my head. You took my point, but I'm gonna go ahead and uh, get you back on that. Um, so one of the points that stood out to me was um, the point that you actually just made about the eye holds everything except itself, which was like really like. Uh, a really interesting statement um, and just kind of going along with what you said, like a lot of times, you know, we don't see ourselves. We don't see what other people may be able to see. And um, so that wasn't, that was one thing that stood out to me. And then the part where he said um, critics can help us if we find ourselves becoming off course. And I always say this to my, my children. Um, a lot of times when we're thinking, when we're leading with our emotions and we're paying more attention to how the information is being delivered to us, we miss that medicine that may be good for us, whether whether it's helping us to know what not to do or helping us to just, you know, um, you know, see something that we may have missed. And again, paying attention to the heart of where it's coming from. But I'm more, you know, I try to focus more on or I'm trying to learn to focus more on not how the information is being delivered and actually pay attention to what is what is being delivered. 
because a lot of times, like I said, we'll miss um, we'll miss things because we're paying more attention to how it's being delivered. So um, when we're being critiqued, and I think it's necessary to be critiqued. Again, that's about that. That's a part of helping us to grow and helping us to see things that we may not be able to see. So, um, and then one other point that stood out to me um, was the point that uh, we heard with T.D. Jakes. Sometimes we ask God to save us from what he's training us with. And wow, man, like for me right now, things that I'm going through, like a lot of times I keep questioning, like, man, am I in the right place? And man, I keep getting tested here, man, this keeps failing, man, I keep trying this and it's not working. And then again, a lot of times, you know, it'll, you, you'll want to quit because you keep thinking like, man, something must not be right. And, you know, does it, you know, should it be this difficult? And, you know, but um, that was just another point that stood out to me. So those three points um, were just three that stood out to me this morning. Thank Very you for letting me speak. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for speaking. Uh, we have Sister Yasina. Assalamualaikum. Uh, just to speak into what Sister Kenyatta said, um, sometimes, well, all the time, where we are is where we are to learn whatever lessons we are to learn in that time. And the more we surrender to where we are and we work in that realm in peace, and we give to the universe the positive energy. It has no choice but to give back to us what we need to help us to get to the to where we're trying to go. Sometimes we like to force things, and this is me speaking for myself, force things that can't be forced. Where God has us, there's a lesson in everything the Quran says if man would be mindful. So where you are just you know working at realm in peace and when it's time to move gotta tell you when it's time to move and then sometimes you know and when he says move we move just like that because sometimes we stay in situations also that when god is trying when he's beckoning us the universe is beckoning us to move sometimes we stay in, because of fear and doubt we stay in those places so it's a two-way street. We got to know when to, it's like Texas holding. You got to know when to roll and when, when to hold and when, when to fold them. So, but it's where we are in, in that space. And I love what the minister said when he said that if God is with that individual, um, nothing of opposition can uproot that individual or those who follow them or follow him. And that's, we have to be, have faith in that. Whatever God is, has us in, whatever our purpose is, whatever path he had us, he has us on. And we know it is from him. Nobody can stop us from doing what God has ordained. I'm glad you gave the definition of ordained, Brother Ben. But nobody can do anything about that. It's us. You know, when you go to sleep at night, you don't have doubt. When we wake up in the morning and we go up and we settle on doing some things that with good intention, doubt sets in. 
And if we don't check that doubt and get rid of that doubt, then we won't accomplish what it is, whatever our goals are that we have that we have set out for the day because we allow doubt and sometimes suspicion to override what it is that we say that we believe that we could do or that we desire to do. So we have to get out of doubt and and operate in the realm of faith, operate in the realm of knowing, operate in the realm of, of believing that whatever we ask for and, and Allah's but you know, by Allah's permission and in his will that he will deliver it in his time. Um and along with that, so I don't waste anybody's time, you know, we're gonna have opposition. Opposition is good. Those who oppose what we're trying to do of good, that's how we know we're doing something of good. Because we, like the minister said, when you're doing nothing, nobody's bothering. It's when you start doing things, that's when people bother you. So accept it and know that at every level, there's more opposition. Assalamualaikum. Walaikum salam. Good stuff, good stuff, brother Daniel 6X. Yes, sir. Um, what stood out to me was when the minister pointed out in his early days how he would feel palpitation of the heart and intrepidation when challenged. That stood out to me because he's given us a serious look into the heart and growth of a man going into God and he paints a picture of what we would go through as follows. I look at how there would be no perfection and completion without criticism and critique. I think of when the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad said that if they took out full-page ads on me, criticizing me, it would only help me in the end. It brings me to the study that we are on right now in study guide number 20 where the Honorable Elijah Muhammad talked about mud and how the enemy would throw mud on him and sometimes how Allah himself would throw mud on him for what Brother Jabril account of what he said. And the minister said that mud reminds him of when the Holy Quran says protect yourself to pure earth and how mud is a purifier. And when you put it on your skin, it dries up and cleans out the impurities in one. Uh, Brother Ben, you talked about self-critique, where you got to look at yourself and analyze self, but it's hard for the eye to behold itself. So you need those persons around you who are not sycophants. Yes, people. It makes me think of the value of even when you choose a mate, you don't want to choose a, yes, everything is good, baby, whatever you say. You want good-mannered critique to help us grow. That's the only way a man could be a covering for a woman and a woman could be a covering for a man and the two could continue to evolve into oneness with God. So just the whole idea of the role that criticism plays in self-mastery is intriguing. And to closing point, I, now I'm listening to persons speak and where in the past I would just straight up have an emotional reaction to dissident things against the teachings. But now the self-accusing spirit is telling me, stop having a knee jerk 
emotional reaction to everything that goes against the teaching and sit and listen and see how you would come up with a response to reconcile ignorance. So I'm learning that I can't be emotionally responded to everything that goes against the teaching. I have to be intelligent and rise above emotions. And one of the greatest examples I see of that is when the minister said on Donahue and the people were just emotional all across the field and how he would never lose his wisdom, knowledge, and his base of a surety of where he's coming from. And it just becomes a perfect example of how to use critique to self-master. Praise be to Allah. Brother Daniel said, in addition, in study guide number 20. Now, which one is study, study guide number 20? Is that called the will of God? He also talked That's about closing the gap. Closing the gap. Okay. He also talked about having a room where the cartoons of his critiques, critics, could be used to lift his spirit when he has had bad days. Wow. Look at that. Let me see if I can find that. Because I have them. Let me see if I can. Uh, let me see if I can find that. Because I got that on my phone somewhere. Okay, study guide number 20 right here. You know what page is on? Around page 62. Let's get to page 62. Well, I think this is a different type of study. Let me see what kind of study guide this is. Let me see if I can find it. 62. It's going to take me too long to find it because this thing is pretty long. I think I read that too, though. I mean, I, of course I've heard it, but yeah. But yeah, they, oh, wait, 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 wait. Here it is. This might be. Oh, here it is right here. Wow. Look at this. <clears throat> he says, uh, he says, first, I am amazed at genius. No matter how genius is displayed, I marvel at genius. The way the cartoonist would depict me was literally hilarious. I saw the genius of these cartoonists used in a way to make light of me and the world. But I found them so funny that I wanted to devote a whole room in my house to gather all of these cartoons and make it into a wallpaper and just paper my wall with all of these cartoons. Then when I got, then when I get in a depressed mood, I could go and just look at these cartoons and laugh myself back into mental preparedness to do my job. I can look at myself now at my own sense of humor. And I realize that sometimes a funny story that makes a person laugh is something that makes a person comfortable in a situation where they may not be comfortable. When people sat at the table, okay, so then he kind of goes on. Okay. Now I don't <clears throat> now <clears throat> he didn't necessarily mention the fun like the uh the critics, but I know I've heard him say it uh like in this part he's mentioning just like the funny cartoons that made light of him but i have heard him mention specifically that 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 was about the the, the critics that did those funny papers too <clears throat> so yeah page 65 you said yeah i had it on my uh, on my phone but yeah family i thank you all for uh coming on this morning and those who was on time that's what we are going to be discussing today and uh man uh tomorrow morning is what 
Wednesday. Uh, tomorrow morning is Wednesday, so probably Friday I want to do a update. Well, no, I leave on Friday. I'm flying to Atlanta. I don't know how many of you, you all are in Atlanta, but I have an event in Atlanta. I'll put it inside of the chat if y'all interested in coming. Cause he, he asked me to post it, but I mean, I've been so busy, man. Uh, but I have an event in Atlanta, um, coming up. So I'll be out there early December. So I'll let you guys know inside of the power, power call thing. If any of y'all are in Atlanta and would like to come on out and support if you want. <clears throat> but, um, on Friday, if probably not Friday, then on Thursday, I want to uh, talk to you guys about what we discussed last Friday. I don't know if everybody saw it, but um, I put the, my mind's drawing a blank. I, I put the, the what Sister Yasina was asking for, for what we was talking about written down. I put that inside of the power call. Um, it's on a Google Doc. So y'all can go in and you guys can comment on what y'all think about our anniversary of the, the power call. Give you, um, give you stuff on that. Somebody said from Pontiac, I don't know what you mean by that, but how I took that is I used to have a Pontiac. So I don't know if you're saying, I don't know if Pontiac is a city, but how I took that is, have you been following me since I had a Pontiac? Because with the Pontiac, that's when I crashed. I was driving home from, a, this ain't got nothing to do with the power call, but I was driving home from college when I dropped out of college. I could have looked at this as a sign too. Oh, this is a sign God don't want me. So I'm driving home. I quit, dropped out of college. I'm driving home. Man, I fell asleep at the wheel. That's why, that's why, that's why I don't drive long distance. Man, I fell asleep at the wheel, man. And luckily, it wasn't one of those highways where you can go off the highway into nowhere land. It had that little wall right there. Man, I hit that thing. Boom. Woke up. Oh man, I was I was it. I couldn't do no no long drives no more, man. My whole left side of my of that great Pontiac I had was messed up, man. Yeah, that was just a little side fun fact. <laughs> but all right, y'all. I thank y'all for listening, man. Inshallah, I'll see you guys in the morning on the Power Call. If you're not a part of the Power Call, if you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, and you want to be a part of the community. Go to www.thepowercall.net, www.thepowercall.net. And if you would like to be my guest at your local Muhammad Mosque or study group, go to www.noistudygroup.com, www.noistudygroup.com. So if, those of y'all who be inboxing me saying, Brother Ben, I'm trying to find this location or I'm trying to get here. If you go to www.noistudygroup.com, studygroup.com, then my assistant will get with you. We're going to help you find a location that's in your area and give you the instruction that you need to give them to let them know that you was a guest uh, of, of mine, okay? So, assalamu alaikum, and y'all have a blacktastic day. Is Brother Ben here? Brother Ben. Now, Ben got a heck of a program. A lot of people listening to Brother Ben. And Ben tells them about the minister. And Ben tells them about the minister.